until after the post of it. Hello, and welcome back to Couple of Idgets. This is your day-by-day podcast where we go through the television show Supernatural episode by episode. And with me as always, oh, I'm Dan, by the way, and with me as always. <laughs> is Penny, his wife, and our three beautiful dogs. If we sound a little off, that's because we were halfway done recording this when we had to start over. Yeah, we discovered uh, someone didn't have their mic on. Okay, but we're working now. Good. And it wasn't me. <laughs> <coughs> then I just cough into the mic and ruin this one. Yeah, well, that's okay. All right, so it's home, and this uh, episode, it lines up with the larger story arc that we've been talking about. It doesn't open up with the uh, intro as we've normally seen, though. Right, not that it doesn't have the recap of what happened. 22 years ago to Mary in the house and everything. Opens up with a little girl. She's afraid of something in the closet. The mom checks the closet, tucks the girl into bed. Mom then even puts a chair in front of the door so that the little girl would know that there's nothing really in the closet. Oh, but my advice is if you think there's something in the closet, there probably is, and it's not good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, mom goes back down uh, they're unpacking they just moved into this house she's unpacking and here's some rats uh, in the basement she thinks so she goes down starts poking around the basement in the dark we go back and see the uh, little girl's room again and the chair is sliding from in front of the closet door the same time mom's in the ba- ba- bathroom she's in the basement and finds a box of photos and it's Sam and Dean and John Winchester then mom gets trapped in the house and Dean wakes up suddenly. So Sam wakes up. Sam so. wakes up suddenly. So we don't know if it was all a dream or real or exactly what happened because we've seen the Sam waking up from nightmares before. Yes, we have. Um and also like I mentioned before, the closet door then opens before we see Sam um and a fire appears in front of the open closet door. Um, and then, yeah, we go to Sam and this vision of dream he had of this woman being trapped in the house. Yeah, so when Sam wakes up, Dean is looking for jobs, and Sam instantly knows what the next job is. They need to go back to their home and investigate the danger that the current people are in. Yep, they got to go back to Lawrence, Kansas. Now, Dean thinks this is a really oddball plan, and kind of asks Sam, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and he admits that he has dreams about things that come true, and this is one of those dreams. Uh, this is probably his dark secret that he was hiding from Dean a couple of episodes ago when he told Dean, hey, you don't know everything. Right, right. And um, he admitted that he had dreams of Jess's death before it happened, and didn't say anything because he didn't think it would really come true. And so that's why he feels so guilty about her dying the way she did. So Sam knows that they need to go home. At this point, though, Dean is pretty scared. Uh, he's been so brash and confident and really not scared of anything. But in this episode, he is definitely afraid of going back to his home. Yes, he said that he vowed he would never go back there. And you can understand, he was only four years old when Mary died and the fire happened. So it was very traumatic for a child, and he just carried it with him into adulthood. I probably wouldn't want to go back either. So we see then Sam and Dean at their front door and knocking. Lady opens up the door. 
uh, kind of funny because Dean starts out with his typical cover story of, hey, we're federal agents, and Sam just cuts him off and tells the truth. Just says, we're Sam and Dean Winchester. We used to live here when we were kids. We'd like to come in and check out the old place. Yes, and she mentions to them that that's a, quite the coincidence because she found some of their old photos down in the basement. So she does then invite them in to the house. Uh, the kids then... The, the, this lady, she's got two kids, the, an older daughter, uh, like 10, 11, 12, something like that, and then a young boy who um, is supposed to be like three, but I believe he's played by an eight-year-old. <laughs> no, I do not believe he is played by an eight-year-old. Go and watch the footage again. It's like <laughs> a little sh- short kid that's just playing the, the role of a toddler. No, you can tell it was a toddler. So she complains about the lights and uh, the scratching rats. The boys ask, do you actually see rats or do you just hear scratching? Uh, the daughter, Sarah, then says, hey, tell, make, sure, make, sure don't me- make sure not to miss out. Tell them about Closet Man. Right. And uh, I, th- I think the lady just kind of shoes her kid along. Like, oh, they don't need to know about Closet Man. Well, because she doesn't believe it's real. But, you know, when Sam and Dean hear that, they're like, uh-oh, Sam's vision was right. we got something going on here. At this point, uh, the boys run out of the house scared shitless. And they go and regroup well, at a gas station. I don't believe they were scared shitless. They are just sitting there. They were spooked. They were, they were highly spooked. Well, because they thought, you know, oh, my God, could this be the thing that killed mom? You know, is it back in the house? And, yeah, and so I had to point out to Dan that they were at a gas station because he thought the car was supernatural and they never filled it up. But Okay, except here's the problem. Yeah. Stop right there. Uh-huh. Did you notice the problem with that gas station? No, I did not. It was from the 1970s. They offered regular and unleaded. In 2005, didn't they still offer regular gas? No. Leaded gas had been outlawed since the 80s. I don't remember that sort of stuff. They had a sign for regular and a sign for unleaded. Nowadays, you have what they call just unleaded and then premium. Right, and like super-duper premium. Yeah, so. super. But all of our gas nowadays is unleaded. Right. They stopped at a gas station that sold leaded gas. Well, it's a 67 Impala. It needs leaded gas. Now, you're actually not wrong on that. <laughs> I just want to know what gas station they went to that still had a tank available. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know why they had leaden gas? Why? No, I have no idea. Because it's fabulous at keeping your engine from knocking. It helps the fuel burn. Plus that lead, it's like a lubricant on all the uh, valves and everything. It okay. keeps it. So it's just like a tiny coating of metal and everything including you know then the roads the environment <laughs> your lungs yes, yeah the environment that whole gasoline alley and all those you know people are kind of known as like drag racers and stuff were known as being all kooky and nuts they were they were all lead poisoned. <laughs> probably that, that's like a really big problem so yeah they i guess they drive back from 1976 <laughs> <laughs> and they decide to figure out what happened because uh, they figure they want to know okay, there's clearly something happening here now if they figure out what happened in the past then they'll know what's happening in the current right and before we get too far while they're at the gas station dean tries to call their dad but just goes to his voicemail and he admits that he's been trying to 
get a hold of him for a while and there's something going on in their old house and he just doesn't know if he's up to it and could really use his help. Dean's crying. Yeah, Dean is crying at he's this point. He's freaked out. He's crying to dad. He doesn't want to show Sam, though. He walks around to the back of the gas station. Right, because, you, you know, you got to be a man in front of your little brother. So, back at the house, the uh, plumbing's backed up. They got a plumber there. And there's one of those little clappy monkey toys. Which are scary enough. Those are spooky toys. And the first time I spooked out by that toy was um, uh, Closers, Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, yeah. Close Encounters. Close Encounters of the Third yeah, Kind. Yeah, that kid in there, he's got the exact same little clappy doll. I, I think it was an homage to that, just because that's such a well-known scene. Right. It, possibly. That they, perf- that they purposely picked that toy to be the one that turns on and off. Right, right. I uh, say they're evil, just like clowns. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Oh, if I had one and it just automatically started clapping like that, that would. It sounds like a really good product, actually, man. If I had one of those, and then you could just here, you know, hit the head, but then every once once in a while, like every eight hours, it just randomly runs for thirty seconds. No, I think that'd be splendid. (laughs) No, no, give to someone. It'd be horrible. (laughs) Two a.m. Oh, (laughs) that would go right in the fire. I'm telling you. Well, we see the plumber. Uh, we we know that there's electrical things. We've learned from the past that spirits can affect the electricity. They can turn things on and off, it seems. So while the plumber's got his hand on the garbage disposal, we're just waiting for it to get chewed off, right? right. There yeah. was. I, they tried to put some suspense in it by adding a couple, like, five, ten seconds. But you know his hand's getting chewed off. Right, you know it's coming. You're just kind of preparing yourself like, okay, how long is it going to take before he is handless? What I don't get, though, is he's got his hand down. It grinds. It spits blood up on him. But then, like, his hand is stuck down there. Just pull out. Like, you're going to have crumpled fingers, but just pull out. Well, I'm assuming the the evil spirit that's in the house held his hand down there, and that's why he couldn't pull it out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess if there was... A ghost hand in there. <laughs> <laughs> Those things, you know, if they've been around a while, they can get awfully strong. So, Dean is at a garage. I have the worst notes here. Dean is at a garage and learns John used to... Oh, yeah, they went to... They're tracking John's old classmates down or his old well, acquaintances. Yeah, his old friends and acquaintances. So he went to, Sam and Dean went to the garage that John used to own with this other man, and they're talking to the man that owned the garage with John. So John used to be part owners. John just, just vanished. Well, John's estate would still be part owners of that business, right? Of that going enterprise? Or going I concern? would assume so, but I mean... Th- they, he went missing with the kids shortly after what happened with Mary, and that was 22 years ago. So I'm assuming that by then, it was fully this other guy's property now. I don't know how I wonder that wonder how that would work if your business partner's in a business and then your partner vanishes. How do you eventually take over? I'm sure there's like some sort of, I don't know if you call it statute of limitations, but you know, if they're gone for so many years and they don't come back, boom, it's yours. Yeah, if you're married to someone and then they just vanish, like, you can just get the courts to say you're divorced, right? Or you um, got to pronounce can, the other person dead or something? Yeah, have them declared dead, yeah. Man, 
That would be horrible. Yes, it would. Be in limbo for a couple years. <laughs> um, so they find out that John freaked out. He started reading weird books and going to palm readers and psychics and talking about spirits in his house, and they all just thought he was a kook. Yeah, they thought he needed to get some professional help. And brought up that he liked to go to palm readers, so they're flipping through the book, or the yellow pages, I think. Right. Wow, talk about a thing that's no longer <laughs> useful nowadays, the yellow pages. <laughs> which we just got in the mail the other day, which I was so grateful for. It went in the recycling right away. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's still advertising, thinking the yellow pages is the place to be. <laughs> I don't know. Every that. year it gets thinner and thinner, too. Soon it's just going to be like a leaflet. <laughs> Honestly, the weekly shopping paper probably has more phone numbers and businesses than the yellow pages anymore. Probably. So um, but they run across the name Missouri Mosley. Yes. And like, hey, wh-, you know, first kind of the name sounded like a joke, but then I think it was Sam that said, "Hey, the first line of the journal." Or Dean. Dean. Yeah, it says, "Hey, the first, the very first line of the journal." Said, I went to Missouri and found out all the information. It'd have been nice if he'd have then wrote down some more details. Right, right. So they decide then that this Missouri Mosley must be the psychic that John went to back in the day. They had assumed all this time that he went to the state of Missouri, not some cool chick named Missouri. Right, right. And I love Missouri. She is awesome. She's a pretty good character, but there's a couple of things that fall apart about her, but we'll get into that in just a second. Um, if you haven't seen this, but you have seen The Matrix, remember The Oracle. It is just a younger version of The Oracle. Exact same character. I don't remember The Oracle. I. How long many years ago has it been since I've seen The Matrix? Everyone has seen The Matrix a I million know. times. I know, I have too, but I don't remember well, it's kind of that same character, you know. She's got uh, mystical Cajun knowledge of some sort. She can sense things. She knows things. She only reveals kind of... It feels like she only reveals a quarter of the information she actually probably knows. Right. Um, she knows all about the boys. And I, I'm guessing this sets up for something uh, that is ongoing, is that she is very sassy to Dean. <laughs> Um, that's why I love her so much says like you know they sit down on the couch and then she's like don't you put your feet up on my coffee table he's like I wasn't don't you lie to me you were thinking about it and then the whole time (laughs) Sam's just cracking up right right (laughs) and uh, (laughs) Dean's like Jesus lady let me up for some air (laughs) she certainly doesn't seem to have a lot of time for Dean Missouri gives some backstory and said that the original spirit that was in uh, John and Mary's house was a significantly evil spirit. Right. She didn't know exactly what it was, but she knew it was terribly evil. From there, then, we flip back over to a very odd phone call, which I don't know why it had to be included into this episode, but the lady is on the phone with what sounds like the plumbing company talking about the plumber's missing hand and if she was going to need to get a lawyer. Yeah, because... What the hell? Why is this conversation even in it? And that isn't how this would have gone down if that was an actual thing. I Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they thought it we was. We don't believe in police reports and like medical 
it would all be it would have all been sorted out by the insurance companies her homeowners insurance company would have been involved right the plumber company their work um work compensation insurance would have been involved right. workers compensation like she doesn't personally need to get an attorney it's not like she ran into the room and flipped the switch herself right yeah definitely that was something that the insurance companies would have fought out <laughs> It's so bizarre. Why is that even a conversation? <laughs> and even if that really was how things worked in America, that you could be personally sued, even though you own homeowners insurance, and it's pretty freaking hard to get your ass sued in your own house. But why was that? Even if that's how it worked, why was that sentence? Why was that conversation included in this episode? It told us nothing well no it had nothing to do with the story itself nothing That's to do with nothing no it was it just more another line for that lady <laughs> to more screen time you know it was it was really weird like this show is very purposeful i mean when i write down my notes i seem to practically write one sentence of notes for every sentence of dialogue that spoke or every couple of sentences right so i noticed like there is a really they do have a very good conversation of words and statements. They they pack it all in. Everything means something almost always. And now uh, this is the one that's just a big glaring wow neat. Yeah. That lady's worried about an attorney. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It, had, it added nothing to the story. It didn't need to be in there. But it is what it is. The <laughs> To make it worthwhile, they could have included 10 seconds before with the plumber like his hand all bandaged up like rave like he could have been raving like a lunatic like what the hell that plumbing wasn't right there was something wrong in that house i got pulled in right yes like there were he could have like feigned that it was supernatural of some sort and then the plumbing company be like yo lady this is right. on you and your evil ass house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or they wouldn't have said it directly like that, but kind of implied like there's something going on here that we're not responsible. But they didn't go that route. They just went this weird, mediocre. I really get triggered by odd things in this show sometimes. Yeah, don't I? a bit too much, I think. Complete throwaway that I just <laughs> find out. All right. So we don't know if she ended up hiring an attorney or not. Um Honestly, in America, no, uh, as long as she's got homeowner's insurance and it was a real plumbing company that they hired, then no, right. she's, she's not going to court any day soon. <laughs> and anyway, well, now that we're done with that, while she's on the phone, she hears some more noises coming from the basement, I believe. And she's like, okay, I got to go. So she hangs up and she goes out of the kitchen and leaves little Richie, that's the little boy's name, all by himself in the playpen flashback to the boys and talking to Missouri and Missouri lets them know like yeah don't worry guys I've been keeping an eye on that house right. because of what happened and this is when it you really feel like hey Missouri uh, is hiding something I think she knows more because it wasn't just like oh John vanished screw those folks and I'm going to go back to my palm reading business. Like she took it upon herself then to feel responsible to keep an eye on things. Yes, she did. And she said the house has been quiet all these years and had no idea why it was suddenly acting up. I tell you, after six months, I'd have been like, all right, I guess that's over with. <laughs> Moving on. 
Uh, okay, so now at this point is when the eight-year-old playing the toddler <laughs> climbs out of his playpen. Well, first... We puts in a monocle, grabs his walking <laughs> cane. I'm telling you, this kid is old. He's just short playing a toddler. No, no. Anyway, first we see the screws in the playpen coming out and then the playpen falling apart so the kid can get out and we see that the mom has some sort of latch on the refrigerator and that unlatches and opens up as well so you know something as evil is after this little kid yeah is that really what uh, what the baby lock on a fridge is now is a clasp like that i would assume so because you put it up high enough where they're not going to be able to reach it um so yeah i would assume so which is weird because that clasp then was like at her waist level. She had the the clasp was below the door handle. It was within reach of the toddler to grab it. Possibly, but maybe he didn't have the dexterity to actually, you know, open it or get it undone. That's true. Like those little clips that you put in all your drawers and on your uh, cupboard doors. Yeah, it's like, well, they're right there. As soon as you have the dexterity and know how to pop it open. Right, right. Everyone knows, you know. Right. The four-year-olds can finally drink bleach, you know. <laughs> Yay. I shouldn't say which, that. Which is know. highly recommended by our current president. <laughs> for killing Whatever. The, for killing the Shut up. That isn't what he said. <laughs> I know. He said, wouldn't that be interesting if we could look into that? He didn't say, <laughs> go do it. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm not a Trump lover, but I will call out when people make wildly wrong <laughs> comments about what you believe he said. He did not say, go drink bleach. No, he did not really say that. <laughs> I like that you're so level-headed, though, that you can see when those statements are not 100% accurate to the right the intention of his comment. Right. And like this new thing with Kamala Harris possibly not being uh, qualified to be vice president because even though she was born here, her parents weren't citizens. Um, when that was brought up to Trump, he said, I, this is the first I've heard of it. I'll have to look into it. And then all of a sudden the left wing media is like, oh, my God, he's going with the conspiracy theory that she's not, you know, it's like, no. He said, this is the first I've heard of it. I'll look into it. So, as much as I dislike the man. Anyway, back to Supernatural. Obama wasn't even born in America, and he ended up just fine. <laughs> he was I'm too. Sure he was born in Hawaii. Will, I'm sure Kamala is going to be just fine. <laughs> no, he's born in Nigeria on an army base. He was born in Hawaii. Wherever. Hawaii's barely a state anyways. If it wasn't for Dolp, if it wasn't for United Fruit, we'd have left them guys alone. Right. <laughs> right. Anyway. United Fruit. <laughs> I don't know if that's a great name for like a gay punk band or not. <laughs> Could be. And that was clearly a joke, everyone. Jesus. If yeah. anyone gets upset by that, I'm terribly sorry and i will not apologize <laughs> all right here though is another i think we talked about the clapping monkey earlier as a call out to are you crying no well just because i was laughing so hard my oh. eyes are <laughs> <laughs> you just realize how funny united fruit sounded <laughs> <laughs> you did you're purely laughing over the company name united fruit 
Anyway. <laughs> You're terrible. Okay. There is another, I think, real solid shout out to uh, another um, media, another movie, Ghostbusters. Dean fires up his EMF and it has that, it has that squealing up noise. It sounds the exact, that's the exact same or nearly the exact same sound effect as when they turn on, the Ghostbusters turn on their proton packs. Oh, I didn't really know. That winding up noise. Yeah, but this is a, the sound that the EMF makes isn't a winding up noise. It makes no sound unless it detects the spirit energy. And that's why it made. When he turned it on, it made that noise. Because it detected spirit energy right away. Had there not been that spirit energy, you wouldn't have heard it. No lights would have lit up. So he turns on the EMF at other times and we don't hear that sound effect? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. I thought it was just like every time he turned it on, it sounded like a proton pack firing up. Nope, only only if there's a spirit present. Interesting. All right. And then Missouri calls him an amateur <laughs> for having an EMF meter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Missouri rolls her eyes because they got electronics. And <laughs> she can just sense it without it. <laughs> and it happened to me. She mentioned that the room that they were in... Um, was where the mo- felt the most evil, and they didn't know why. And she says, well, this was the nursery. This is where it all happened, you know, when the Winchester lived there. So that's why it was the room with the most negative energy in it. The boys would have known that was the nursery. Sam wouldn't. He was only eight or six months old. Dean, sure, Dean knew right where he was at. Well, he might have forgotten. Like I said, he was only four years old. Trauma. You can take me back to my childhood home. I'll know where all the bedrooms are. Okay, what if you're... All the kitchen. I know the what bathroom. If, I, yes, but what if your mother was murdered by an evil entity in the house or on fire? Do you think you'd really remember th- where things were, or do you remember the tragedy? Probably the tragedy. I don't know. We're going to have to find some people and ask. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. That'd be horrible. Yeah, if anyone out there has any horribly traumatic backstories from your childhood, we'd love to ask you questions if you know minute details of everyday life. Right. It sounds awesome. <laughs> All right, so Missouri Bank says that before was pure evil. Now there's just something evil. It's different, but then there's actually two entities, and she can't quite figure out who the other one is, but there's a poltergeist. And uh, in something else. So they flash to the boys in Missouri sitting around the kitchen table. And they've got they've got all of these. I, I forget. I didn't write down the ingredients. But it was all the eye of newt and <laughs> mercury of tears and no. all the weird like witch potion stuff. Well, I remember it had crossroads dirt one of, was one of the ingredients. But, yeah, they're putting them in these pouches, and these ingredients are meant to cleanse the house of the evil spirit. Yeah, so what's awesome is they're going to put these boxes, these little gift packages together full of <laughs> these herbs and spices, full of 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> they, and then they got to put them in the walls of the house. So the wall's just been... It's been newly moved in, so you know at least there's a fresh coat of paint down. Right, you would assume so, yes. So they <laughs> start going around with axes, and uh, 
hacking holes into the walls of this nice. Why didn't they like move the refrigerator out of the way and hide it behind stuff? They were just like, ah, here, middle of the wall, clang. No, because Missouri said it had to be put in the walls of the house on all three. But I'm saying, like, they could have moved a picture out of the way and put the hole behind the picture. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Instead, that's they true. just start whacking away at the, you know, the middle of the wall. Whatever works. Um, Missouri does tell them that, hey, this is dangerous. This could get nutty. And they're attacked immediately. I mean, within like one hatchet into the wall and putting a bag in, all three of them are attacked. And there's a crazy uh, invisible items versus Sam, Dean, and Missouri fight. Right. Out. Right. Missouri gets pushed up against the wall by a moving, looks like an old dresser or desk or something like that. And. Dean has knives thrown at him, and Sam starts getting choked with an electrical cord. The knives thing was cool because he sees, like, one knife flying at him uh, quickly, and then he puts up the table, and then, like, six of them all stab through at once. Right. That's a fun effect. I, I, I always dig that. I mean, that's they do that thing in a million different movies, right. but that's always fun. Um, there's a crazy flash of white light. And it's all done. They seem to have won. Commercial. The, <laughs> the house is wrecked because there's broken things and furniture and knives everywhere. And yeah, we come back from the progressive commercial where you bundle home and auto <laughs> for an extra 15% savings. And we see this lady's house is destroyed. It is. There's, I think even like the sink, it was the sink faucet was doing that thing or it's just one random little spittle of water up and out onto the floor. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, you know... <laughs> I didn't notice that part of it, but anyway. At this point, oh, by the way, I think we skipped over this, but the lady and her two kids, they went out for a movie, and they trusted that when they'd get home, the house would be clean to spirits. Right. Well, they come back, and the house is freaking wrecked, and Missouri, Missouri to, first, Dean says, don't worry, we'll pay for this, we'll get it all, and then Missouri says, well, Dean's going to clean it up. Go get a mop, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Sam said, don't worry, we'll, we'll pay for it all, and then Dean gets that look on his face like, we are? And that's what Missouri says. Oh, no, Dean will clean it up. Go get him, my boy. <laughs> she really likes giving Dean uh, a hard time, which I love. And it really, it felt like, it felt like the end of the episode, how they timed everything, how they then did that commercial and then the relief segment after it. It felt like the end of the show. I was like wrapping up my notes and like, all right, well, I guess that's the end of it. And we're not really going to find out too many details. And because after this whole cleanup, chuckles thing it's we just watch the boys walk out to the car and then the episode keeps going because right then i'm just waiting for commercials episode keeps going uh the lady i think her name's Lori, right uh laura Lori, jenny jenny she goes into bed and the boys are outside in their car and this is one of those great things where time just flies by because they fought evil the night before. They did the cleanup and left the house in the morning. And now they're back at night again in the car. Right, because they wanted to make sure that... They sailed through 24 hours in about three seconds. You know, Sam had a feeling that they weren't quite done, even though Missouri thought they were. Sam just knew that something was evil was still in that house. Yeah, so while she's in bed, the bed starts bouncing up and down. All, I mean, this is straight out of The Exorcist. Yep. It's the exact same bed bounce. Yes, it is. Routine, which is a pretty easy effect. You just 
have a do you know how they do it how they did it in exorcist i'm sure it's the same way they did here no. behind the wall is a forklift truck and they just put the forks of the forklift through the wall because then the wall between the bed and the wall is missing uh-huh. and they just put forklift in there so a, there's a guy on the other side just moving the forks up and down quickly and yeah those things can throw a bed around pretty easily right oh, that makes sense so that's how they do that I, in exorcist nowadays it's freaking comical because right. the little girl's just bouncing around looking like she's having the time of her life actually <laughs> <laughs> it's like i want a bouncing bed Man, can i have one of those <laughs> boys rush in they save jenny also then at this point sam goes runs to the kids dean runs to jenny sam runs to the kids and there's fire closet man right in sarah sarah's bedroom so sam gets you know has little richie in his arms and goes in there and gets sarah out and gets them downstairs sam though while everyone's escaping sam gets pulled back into the house by an evil spirit just on his back drugged through the house into the kitchen dean runs out pops the trunk grabs weapons Fire man, a fire closet man continues to attack Sam. Um, actually, we did not see what attacked Sam. No, you're right. Uh, but Sam was then just standing there, and it looks like fire closet man's coming up to attack him. But then the fire goes out, and it's their mom. Yeah, it's Mary Winchester, or the spirit of. Uh, when this happened, I don't know if it's really her or not. I, I thought maybe it's the evil spirit pulling, t- you know, pulling a prank, a trick. Trying to suck him in, lure him in. I don't know if that was really her or not. Yes, it was. And so she, the ghost of Mary looks up and says, you get out of my house and let go of my son. And so then Sam is released. She vanishes into the ceiling. She just goes like poof, fire goes out. So now it's really over. Now this is the actual end of the episode. Yes. Because Missouri gives a this house is clean sort of talk. Straight out of Poltergeist. Right. And um, she does not know why the fact that Sam could sense that it wasn't over the night before where she didn't. So she knows that Sam is very powerful with his visions. So in Missouri then explains that, yes, that was their mom spirit of their mom and there was a poltergeist and then those two canceled each other out yes they she said that mary basically destroyed herself to get rid of the poltergeist and to save sam and dean next scene we don't see the boys pull off or nothing that's that's the end of them the next thing we see is missouri walking back into her house and she says the phrase the boy has such abilities I don't know why he couldn't sense you. And then the camera turns and there's John sitting on her couch. Now at this point I'm like, whoa, is this like is that the ghost of John? Or is that real John? What's going on? It was real really John. John was still alive. Because I thought that they were pulling a whole seventh sense thing or whatever that movie. Oh, six was. Sense. Sixth sense <laughs> no. thing on us where John's a ghost and that's why the boys can see him, but like he's been hanging out in the house the whole time. Right. Um John, though, looks down at his wedding ring and, like, fiddles with it. So that's when I was like, okay, I think John's a real guy since he's got, like, a material possession on his finger. Right, right. Like, okay, I think they're telling us that's not ghost John, but real John. 
Um, and Missouri asks, like, why don't you go talk to him? And he's just like, I can't. He says he can't face him until he knows the truth. So I guess he doesn't know entirely. He has a very good idea after talking with Missouri what happened to Mary, but doesn't exactly, exactly know. And so he thinks until he finds out he can't face Sam and Dean, which I don't understand, but whatever. No, the three of them definitely need to like hit up an escape room or something and work on their communications. Oh, I agree. I, I don't, I don't understand why they're all afraid of each other. They, they need to um, get their interpersonal skills up to par, which they are not right now. Mm -hmm. It just takes practice, you know. Once you fall out of the practice of talking and being with someone, it, it is a little bit embarrassing <laughs> to be with that person again. And sometimes you got to try it again. Oh, I think I might be talking about something totally different. Could be the <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, yes. Then that is the end of the episode. So next week or next episode, season one, episode ten is called Asylum. So you can imagine that's going to be very spooky because this was one of the most more spookier episodes. Yes. Um, it's got Closet Man in it, which you're legitimately afraid of. Oh, yeah. Closet Man is real. Um, should we get into some of our Closet Man stories, or uh, will we have more opportunities in the future? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, you're going to have to talk about it at some point. Okay. It all started years and years and years ago. This was when I was a teenager, and I was staying overnight with my cousin, Kelly and swear to God there was something in the bedroom closet and other people who had lived there had heard it too and then when we were living in Banning California no we were living in LA I, I didn't even know that you had a thing about closet man either yeah uh, when we were living in LA one night uh, we lived in an apartment building, and one night it sounded like there was a man inside of our closet, like rummaging around. We didn't have a big closet either. You'd no. be able to just like go in there and, you know, sit down, stand up, walk in a circle. But you know, yeah. there wasn't like a right. large area. But it legitimately sounded like crap. There's someone climbing. Like I was thinking, he was climbing up into the ceiling or <laughs> something freaking spooky. So, you know, I did what every good scared american does i went and grabbed my uh rolling pin in <laughs> <laughs> a huge in a huge knife and uh yeah opened the door and there was absolutely nothing there but yeah. it sounded and I, that's when i screamed to you because you were like what the heck's going on i'm like there was someone just in our closet and that's your face changed. And I think it took you like a day or two to then tell me like, um, I've had problems with closets in the past. Yeah, which is why now I have to have the closet door closed in whenever Dan leaves it open. Well, for one thing, it pisses me off because then one of the dogs gets there and chews my shoes. But the other thing is like, closet man can escape. We never let closet man escape. Ever. Here's what's funny. You, we have a separate light inside of our closet now, and you leave that thing on constantly. And I'm like, what are you doing? Giving closet man <laughs> reading light? <laughs> no, I do forget to turn it off once in a while, but no. He does not get reading material or reading light. No. I think over Christmas we should leave, like, cookies and milk in there for him. Since Santa doesn't visit our house, we could give him to closet man. I'm thinking no. What if we did leave something in for Closet Man, like a crossword puzzle, and it was solved the next day? Right, right. 
You want to try it? Uh, no. No, I don't. Come on, Penny. Oh, what's a, what, what, how, what are the odds that it's actually going to be solved? Oh, no, I'm my luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, and me, I'll sneak in there in the middle of the night and do it and then put it back just to scare you. Right, exactly, exactly. So, uh, anyway, that's our Closet Man stories. So, the asylum's next, and we've... Is this one of those episodes that we talked about previously where it uses that same location over and over and over? Is yes. this the first time that then they're going to use that spot? Yes. All right. So definitely I want to dig up some more information on that um, before we uh, record our next episode as well. So, yeah. The Can I give the information on just where it's supposed to be? <coughs> it's supposed to be some old abandoned asylum in Rockford, Illinois. Yeah, it's like right, out town or right outside of Rockford. We live 45 minutes away from it. Yeah. Roosevelt Asylum in Rockford, Illinois. So there you have it, folks. When I was in college, there was supposedly a creepiest old asylum near us. And uh, a lot of times kids would go up there and try and break in and wander around. Yeah, why is it? And why is it it's always at night? If you're going to break into a loony, old loony bin that's supposed to be haunted, dirt it. Do it during the day, please, for the love of God. Anyway. I don't know. Do you think asylums are haunted? Um, there could be evil spirits lurking, but as you know, I do not believe in ghosts that the soul of a person when they're dead is, you know, hanging around. Um, but yeah, definitely could be evil spirits running around. See, and I'm more, if there is anything that you would call quote unquote supernatural, i it all has to come back to real-world physics of some sort. And I do believe if a lot of bad shit happens someplace, like somehow there's a weird echo reflection. There's, I think, like places can have a memory on some sort of subatomic quantum level. Well, and that's what Missouri said about their old house, too. She says, you know, that had a very evil presence in it. And she says that kind of evil leaves wounds, and that's why the house is probably susceptible to that Poltergeist getting in. Mm-hmm. I think that there's real strong emotional issues with the place. That right. That stuff can linger behind, and I don't think science has quite explained what the hell all that is about. But, you know, I'm guessing probably wandering around Auschwitz it's probably a pretty damn spooky time, and I bet you the feeling there sucks yeah. all the time. I would imagine, yeah. I bet you there's never a happy moment or a smile at that joint. No. It's just got to be so oppressively feeling. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I don't know. We probably shouldn't be talking about Auschwitz too much. No. I don't know. But anyway. We're done for this week, I guess. Yeah, I guess we're done. I don't <laughs> have anything... No, we, we pretty much wrapped it up. Looking forward to the next episode. Beautiful weather outside, so... So watching the next episode and talking to you guys tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Bye. Bye.